I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A -a one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what is up? My name is Brian Anthony Davis. The next man we're going to talk to, his name is Kevin T. Smith, KT Smith. We'll just call him Coach, one of the best in the game from the FFSN. That's the Fans First Sports Network flagship show, The Call Sheet. Kevin, what's going on? Hey, Brian. Uh, glad to be with you, as always. Brian, tell me this it is mid to late May. Is that correct? On May 1st, it's going to be May. And now it's May. <laughs> It's freezing here at the Jersey Shore. It's I was dressed cold. in a sweatshirt and a wool hat today. So yeah, I'm here in Maryland and it was cold, but the weekend should be decent. They're saying I, you never know. Football's heating go. up, so that's a good thing. It is. It, you, you know what's weird? The Steelers they haven't slowed down at all. Omar Khan keeps going after it. The Steelers they don't have two new quarterbacks, but two quarterbacks with let's just say upgraded situations. And they've got a guy named Tanner Morgan, an undrafted free agent. So the room is full now where it wasn't. Kevin, your thoughts real quick. The Steelers bring back Mason Rudolph on a one-year deal, and then they extend Mitch Trubisky. Go ahead for everybody that's up in arms over this. Read between the lines and tell us why it's good. I think right now the Steelers really are valuing stability at the quarterback position because it's pretty obvious what they're trying to do on offense. Even Matt Canada even said that coming out of the draft. He said, there aren't a whole lot of secrets about our intentions. And their intentions are to be more physical, 
to run the football, help set up the pass uh, by using the run game, try to be a much more dominant team at the line of scrimmage than they've been in the past and alleviate some of the pressure on the quarterbacks by doing so. And with Canada, probably now, I, I know there, there are fans out there that are like, oh, we've heard this song before. But this is probably going into year three of Matt Canada's regime as offensive coordinator. The first year where he really has the personnel in place to run the system that he really wants to run. And again, I know the Matt Canada detractors will see that as more excuse making for his below average performance so far as a coordinator. I'm not really trying to defend him or criticize him. I'm just trying to look objectively at the situation. He's a guy who his first year was hamstrung by Ben Roethlisberger and the fact that Roethlisberger had a different idea about how to run the offense. And then last year in Canada's second year, he gets the rookie quarterback. He actually starts the season with Trubisky. He gets the rookie quarterback. He gets a line that's totally in flux. They don't have all the pieces to run the scheme that he really likes, which is predominantly run heavy, bigger personnel, et cetera. And you can see what they've done this offseason by adding veterans up front, bigger, more physical players. And all of that sort of suggests that Canada wants his guys, quote unquote, his guys. And with Trubisky and Rudolph now both with a year under their belt, I think it's the Steelers looking at the situation and saying, we don't feel as though bringing in somebody from the outside will give us as much as the stability, especially in the number two and number three quarterback slots as Trubisky and Rudolph do. So of course, if Mason Rudolph had gotten a much better offer somewhere else, he probably would have taken it. But I think the Steelers at the right price, we haven't seen the Rudolph numbers yet. I don't believe, but I'm sure they're going to be reasonably comfortable for the Steelers. I think at that price, and with everything we just talked about, the stability mattered a lot to them and made it smart to bring both of them back. And Trubisky, I know we'll get into as we go in the show, but I think that's why they brought Rudolph back. Mitch Trubisky, by extending him, doesn't mean you're keeping him past this season. And real quick, the Mitch Trubisky announcement, with it coming on the Pat McAfee show, I... <laughs> This is a new Steelers era. I'm not used to this yet. I'm going to love it, but I'm not used to it, Kevin. I know. Omar Khan on the Pat McAfee show. When I heard that, I was a little bit like, what? Did I read that right? But Omar Khan is very different than Kevin Colbert. I was talking about this on my call sheet show on FFSN the other day, just about how one of the reasons why there have been so many more trades in the NFL over the last five or six years, way more than there had been for really a 20-year period throughout the 90s, first part of the 2000s, is because you have a lot of younger general managers and executives in the game now who grew up watching the NBA and Major League Baseball and these, and these pro sports where they were a lot more active using the trade market. And NFL teams never did that because they had their reasons. Part of it was unwieldy contracts and part of it was this notion of developing your own players because everybody thought that their system was so unique and secretive, et cetera, et cetera. But the younger executives don't think like that anymore. We got used to the Kevin Colbert way of doing things. And we have already seen that Omar Khan is doing things in a very, very different fashion. And that extends beyond 
the moves that he's making in the front office. It extends to Pittsburgh social media. We've talked about it on the, on the Slack channel that the, that in the last year or so, the Steelers social media team seems to have actually improved a little bit, gotten a little bit more with it for lack of a better term. So we sh- maybe we shouldn't be surprised that Omar Khan is, is stepping out from the usual channels and really kind of embracing by going on the Pat McAfee show, embracing and reaching out to a whole new generation of Steelers fans. Yeah, it's the evolution of the NFL, but it seems that Omar Khan is ahead of the evolution. And you think about the Rudolph signing. Again, you go back to the depth chart at quarterback just a week ago. You had Pickett as your one, Trubisky as your two, Tanner Morgan as your three. And if the Steelers learned anything from last season, it's that your third quarterback can't be a project. It can't be a guy who you just think, well, that, that guy will never see the game, see the game, even though, even though Mason Rudolph didn't step on the field last year, there are plenty of examples of teams who had to go to their third guy and really suffered because of it. So I think that the Steelers are really trying to dot the I's and cross the T's all across the roster. They look at a lot of, again, a lot of people say, Oh, your third quarterback, not a big deal. But instead of, of embracing that philosophy, they're embracing the philosophy of we might need this guy. So let's have somebody there who, if we had to get to the third guy, would be a, a decent uh, alternative. The fact that Rudolph is being brought back and the fact that Rudolph believed last year that he should have been given an opportunity to start when Kenny Pickett went out with a concussion for, I believe it was the Carolina game and Rudolph was disappointed that he really didn't get a chance means that he's not here to just be content holding a clipboard. He's here to compete and he's going to push Mitch Trubisky for that number two job. And competition always brings out the best in in players. And I think that Khan recognizes that too. I think that's in part why he keeps signing people, whether they're low level veterans or not, he keeps bringing in depth pieces to push the competition envelope. And I love that. Everything's changed in just last three years. This is a new NFL, and Omar Khan is at the head of it. I tell you what, let's have you explain the crux of the show today. Well, we're kind of looking at why the well, what the quarterback signings mean for the offense, for one, which we've touched on a little bit. But two, the Trubisky signing seems to signal that the Steelers – are creating cap space and that are not, they're not done making moves. So what moves really are there left to make this off season? The fact that Khan does not seem content to say, Hey, first wave of free agency's over drafts over. We've checked a lot of boxes. Let's go to training camp with what we have signals that more is coming. So what might that be? Well, let's talk about that after the break, but right now we are going to talk before we get to the break, we are going to talk about, the quarterback situation, what does this mean for Kenny Pickett to have these guys? Yeah, I think it means that Kenny Pickett's got guys that he can rely on to be eyes from the sideline for him. That's huge to be able to come off the sideline and be able to talk with your backup quarterbacks about what you saw and what are what are they seeing from the sideline is really valuable. And he can do that with the assurance that, that these aren't guys who are 
for lack of a better term, going to backstab him or guys that don't have his best interest in mind. Trubisky and Rudolph both understand Pickett's QB1. And while I'm sure that they both would like more playing time, I think they both also understand that they may get another shot down the road somewhere else, if not in Pittsburgh. And you want a sterling resume. You want Mike Tomlin or Omar Khan or whomever to go to bat for you. Coaches, talk to other coaches. It's a, even though it's a competitive world out there, coaches are willing to pick up the phone and say, what did you think about Mitch? What was your experience with Mitch? And they want to be able to rely upon their former employers to give them that thumbs up. And so I believe Trubisky and Rudolph both will be great allies for Kenny Pickett and will help him see the field better, right? When, when Kenny Pickett comes off the sideline and he says to Mitch Trubisky, you know, hey, when we ran that dig concept, what, what did the safety do? Was the safety grabbing the, the post because I didn't get a good read on it? Was he grabbing the post? Was he jumping the dig? If we come back to that, what can I expect the safety to do? And, of course, you got guys up top that you talk to about, about that as well. But when you talk to another person who plays the position – they see things a little bit more like you do than the way that coaches see things. Sometimes one of the problems that coaches have is that sometimes they see things the way that they're supposed to look on a whiteboard. They say, hey, we drew this play up to manipulate the safety. And if we do this, the safety's supposed to do that. And then we can take advantage of it here. But that doesn't always happen in real time. And quarterbacks understand that. And sometimes having the eyes of a fellow quarterback to help you out are just as important as having a good coordinator up top or a good quarterback coach up top. And I think that because Trubisky and Rudolph both know the system and both know their place in Pittsburgh, they're going to be those types of allies for Kenny Pickett. Like you mentioned before, it's great to have these guys here. It's great to have those extra coaches. They're basically staff. But what you also have is you have an opportunity that, look, the NFC championship game changed everything with the way we're going to look at that third string quarterback. You have got to be strong going into it because it killed the 49ers. The 49ers could be defending Super Bowl champions going into this year. That game changed everything because they didn't have the backup plan in place. And I would think that if you go to another championship game, you're going to see three quarterbacks on the roster in that game just in case something happens. But we're not here to talk about that. We're just talking about how the Steelers strengthen themselves. And it's almost like Omar Khan is looking two steps ahead. These moves actually protect the team in a lot of avenues. Now, one thing I wanted to mention is if one of these guys play well enough that they could be auditioning for another team, like you said, and Tanner Morgan looks good, could they make a move? Could one of these guys be in somebody else's plans? Yeah, 100%. I think that that's a if that's not a primary reason, but I think that that that's a, a, a sort of an ulterior motive for bringing back Rudolph is that you understand that he might look good. They're going to get decent amounts of reps in in preseason. Rudolph and Trubisky, they might look good, and maybe maybe they only bring back a fifth or a sixth round draft pick, something like that. But the Steelers have shown that you can find value with those draft picks, or you can use those draft picks to make a move somewhere else in the draft. We know how aggressive Khan has become. And, and again, this is all part of his approach, which is to leave no stone unturned. I think he's thinking two and three moves ahead that when he does something, it's not just about saying, all right, we're going to address this immediate need. It's about, all right, we're going to address this, this need. 
but we're also going to look at how this affects us elsewhere. And that's a really valuable you know, ability to have that kind of foresight. And it appears that he's operating in that fashion. So yes, I agree with you. I think that that re-signing Trubisky or Rudolph could be partially about the Steelers in 2023, but partially about dealing with other teams potentially and finding some value in return. We are going to be back right after this on Fans First Sports Network and the Steel Curtain Network. It is, here we go, the Steelers show. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. The worst looking man you've ever seen. And there I am on the subway train. Welcome back to the Steel Curtain Network. It is here we go, the Steelers show. And this is a part of Fans First Sports Network. Wherever you want to go with your sports fascinations, make sure that you go to Fans First Sports Network. Look for your teams. Hey, it's just not NFL. We have Major League Baseball. There is the NBA, and the NBA Finals are coming up pretty soon. The Stanley Cup Finals are coming up pretty soon. We have Stanley Cup teams also in there. We are looking really good as far as soccer goes, too. I mean, I'm learning more about soccer now, and it's more than just Ted Lasso, my favorite show, KT. But also check out Fans First Sports Network's Steel Curtain Network. The curtain call last night was absolutely incredible. Shannon White and Jeffrey Benedict. They had Nick Faribault on the show, put on a clinic. It was really good stuff. Also, a great what Ian's talking about yesterday as well. Check out the preview with Dave, Jeff, and myself. And then coming up, 
later on this weekend, all kinds of stuff. The week that was, the homies, this Sunday night Q&A, and another episode of State of the Steelers as well. So make sure you check out Steel Curtain Network for all your Pittsburgh Steeler needs. All right, let's do this, Kevin. We talked about the Steelers' other needs. And there's going to be a big need coming up. And this Mitch Trubisky move kind of paves the way for that. Explain, please. Right. So they, they've extended Trubisky's contract by a couple of years. And the big thing is it's going to lessen the cap hit that he was carrying for 2023, which was in the neighborhood of around $10 million. Uh, it's expected to bring that hit down by somewhere in the neighborhood of four, maybe even a little bit more, $4 million. And that will add to Pittsburgh's off-season total, which stands somewhere around 15 to $16 million under the cap now. Now, granted, they've got players to sign. It won't be all of that dedicated to some one big splash signing or something along the lines of that. But they're going to be able to fill out the rest of their roster, uh, sign their practice squad guys, and then they're going to have some extra. And, and that extra feels like it's going to go to a veteran free agent. And so there's some speculation and some of the other extra is absolutely going to go to an Alex Highsmith contract extension. It doesn't, I don't know when that's going to come, but it seems inevitable when you, when you read, I was reading a little bit from some of the Steelers beat writers and and Mark Kabali of the athletic, his column about it said it's not a matter of of if it's just a matter of when the Highsmith extension gets done. So so it appears that the Trubisky signing is linked to those two things, a Highsmith extension and probably also another free agent signing at a position of need. So let's talk about the free agents of 2024 and if when you look at this list, it is not daunting. The big name on there like you said Alex Highsmith Right now, he is 26 and a half years old. So he's 26.6, must have just had a birthday or is about to have one. And the great thing about Alex, he's got a motor. He seems like the guy that would want to stay in the Steel City. On Spot Track, the Steelers, if you look at these guys here, you have Alex Highsmith estimated $13.9 million salary season. He's worth that, Kevin, right? He's worth that, yeah. He's... He's not going to get TJ Watt money. He's not going to get the money of the top tier edge rushers in the NFL. He's a number two guy, but he's one of the best number two guys in the league when you pair him with TJ Watt, and he's going to get paid like that. Now let's look at the rest of the guys that are projected to be free agents after this season. And I'm going to throw out all of these names, and I would like you to go ahead and pick out two that you think might be priorities. You mentioned there's going to be another veteran who you think might be a priority, one or two, to stick around. We have Levi Wallace, Montrevious Adams, Gunnar Olszewski, Miles Killebrew, Zach Gentry, James Pierre, Chandon Sullivan, Armin Watts, LaRaven Clark, Alex Highsmith, who we talked about, Miles Boykin. Anthony Miller, Tanner Muse, Tay Crowder, Ameki Egbele, Kevin Dotson, Braden Fajoko, Madre Harper, Jamarcus Bradley, Jonathan Marshall, Braden Mann, Rodney Williams, Master Teague, Scott Nelson, William Dunkel, Elijah Riley, Manny Jones. Kevin, there might be one or two that need to be looked at, but 
this is not a glaring list of a priority to keep. They're not going to be losing a whole heck of a lot next year. No, not at all. They're going to they're going to do right by Highsmith. He's the priority. And then honestly, there's not a single guy on that list they need to bring back. I know Levi Wallace is a starting corner right now. And when you think about the cor- the, the two starting corners assume assuming the two starting corners are going to be Wallace and Patrick Peterson, you can say, well, you got questions about each, but you have Joey Porter Jr., who certainly by 2024, if not 2023, will be a starter. And then with all that money that you potentially ha- can save by not having to re-sign many of your own free agents, if you wanted to, you could go out and prioritize somebody else's free agent who you feel is an upgrade on Wallace, or maybe Wallace plays well and, and you bring him back. But beyond Wallace, there's not a single guy on that list who the Steelers will need to bring back. There's some nice depth pieces. You think about the D-line, Watts and Fajoko, the two guys that they brought in late. Maybe one of those guys gets re-signed, but neither one of those guys is even a guarantee to make the roster this year because yes. of the D-line depth. I was going to mention Montrevious Adams and Fajoko. I wasn't even thinking of Armand Watts there. Right. Between the three of them, I would guess one of them probably returns after this year. But It's not going to break the bank. No, not at all. Not at all. And the Steelers D-line depth is pretty good. You'll, you know, I think that you're looking at Cam Hayward this year, 2023, 2024, probably the last big year in his prime. And then you start to really have to wonder about how much longer can Cam Hayward go. But you got Ogan Joby locked up to Marvin Leal. Uh, looks like a promising piece on that defensive line. Uh the, the Wisconsin draft pick, Benton, Benton, looks like a kid who, with a year's to play behind Hayward, could be groomed to take over a starting spot. Don't know what's going to happen with Loudermilk. But then you got like three or four guys, Loudermilk and Adams and Watts and Fajoko, between all those guys who are nice depth pieces. Uh, and, of course, the Steelers are going to be in a really good salary cap position in 2024. Kenny Pickett will still be on his rookie deal. And with some of those contracts expiring and, and moving on, the Steelers are going to have a good amount of cap money, especially with the, the salary cap expected to jump up dramatically. So they'll have the freedom to go out and make some moves if they want to. This all goes back to the Mitch Trubisky extension, Kevin. And, you know, this is a big deal because nobody expected this. You know, can you actually say that this was on your radar? No, you, you looked at Trubisky's cap number and you thought maybe he'll get cut. I didn't think he'll get extended, but it's really a brilliant move because you can extend him lower this year's cap hit and cut him a year from now without adversely affecting too significantly next year's cap. And then you can use the money, $4 million or so, that it looks like they're going to save and put it towards another veteran free agent signing. And so when you think about where are positions that the Steelers still might want to address? You think edge rusher, you think inside linebacker. For me, it's the inside linebacker spot that I'm most nervous about and that I, if they're going to bring a guy in, that's the spot I'd like to see them address. You mentioned that this being a very smart move, this came out of the blue. This is why you have a money guy and you have another guy that specializes in scouting as your assistant GM. So when you have the money guy as your GM, 
I think this is going to be one of the best situations in all of football. And I was talking about Omar Khan setting trends. I think the Steelers are going to set trends here. You're going to see more guys with money backgrounds and bringing in a great scouting department and a great assistant general manager. What you said about his money background gives him some unique insight into the way in which teams operate. And now he's combining that with an aggressive mindset. And let's not forget the impact that Andy Weidel's made this offseason coming from Philadelphia, which is a team, at least over the last five years or so, that's been very aggressive at making the moves that they feel that they need to to address their biggest issues. And I think Weidel and Khan are working well together. I think Weidel's vision for the type of personnel that the Steelers want to bring in fits Mike Tomlin and Matt Canada. And then I think you combine that with Khan's savvy and understanding of the business aspect of it and his ability to negotiate, which certainly seems right now to be uh, pretty excellent. And you've got a really strong front office. So you think about real quick that position of need question. If the Steelers are going to address the linebacker spot, who might be out there, right? They, they hosted Quan Alexander, the Jets linebacker. He, he came and went without a contract. And there may be somebody else down the road. But the interesting name for me uh, is, is Kyle Van Noy. I think that Kyle Van Noy, well, he's a little bit old. He's nine years in the league. But he's, his versatility is really interesting. He play play inside and outside. He could be an edge rusher. He could be an inside backer. He played with Alandon Roberts in New England. Those two guys know each other and have a pretty good understanding of how each other plays. And the versatility has been a really big thing for the Steelers. That's part of the theme. Physicality and versatility have been the themes of this offseason, personnel-wise. And he's an intriguing guy. And he would probably be a one-year a one-year stopgap and probably a decent one in that sense. So I wouldn't be shocked if we see his name at least announced as a, a guy coming to Pittsburgh to for them to kick the tires on. I would absolutely love it. And the reason being is I remember back in 2016 during that Artie Burns draft, there was a lot of talk about Kyle Van Noy being a possible second or third round pick. Detroit took him in the second round. And I don't have favorite Patriots, but I have always loved a Landon Roberts and Kyle Van Noy. So if you could bring them back, I think it would be fantastic. Yeah, I, I did uh, when Brian Flores was brought on board. Last year, I did a breakdown of Flores' defense for Behind the Steel Curtain. And I, and I remember as I was going through film of Miami, how interesting Flores' use of Kyle Van Noy was. Because Van Noy had left New England and followed Flores down to Miami. And he would played down there for a season before going back to New England. And Flores really put him in interesting positions where he could make plays. He, he was used inside, outside gap plugger, run fitter, edge blitzer. There was a lot of different things that Flores did with Kyle Van Noy that when you think about the Steelers defense and what what they're sort of transitioning to in terms of versatility, makes a lot of sense. Omar Khan, Andy Weidel, they're going to continue to do this stuff. It's great. And one more thing about Omar Khan. I, I've got to mention this because I'm talking about how he's a money man. He's also a good personnel man. You don't spend 22 years with an organization and not learn all those tricks as well. So this, this is great. None of those signings are going to win the Steelers the Super Bowl. But they're, they're the things that good teams do around the, the edges of their roster 
to tighten things up. And when you when you already have a solid roster in place like the Steelers do, sometimes the things that you do on the periphery will ha- have big term big time benefits in the long run. So so we don't know if the Steelers will ever need Mason Rudolph or Mitchell Trubisky to take a snap this year, but they can still help in intangible ways like we were talking about earlier. And we don't know if the Steelers' depth at the linebacker position will wind up costing them. But if they bring in a guy like Van Noy and it does solidify the position, we'll look back at it and say, boy, that was really smart by Khan late in the offseason to just look at his roster and say, all right, what are the last few things that I have to tie up? So his attention to detail as far as roster construction goes has been excellent. Just another reason to be impressed with him. There you go. That's it. We've got one more thing to take care of before we get on out of here. And it's simple. It is this. What is that? You might ask dude of the week. <laughs> well, I floated you an idea earlier and I'm I said, going with it. I like it. Yeah. I, like I said, it. Mason Rudolph's got to be the dude of the week. And here's why every, everybody in the NFL wants the opportunity to play. There's nobody in the NFL that's content to just be a bench warmer. That's just the competitive nature of guys at that level of the profession. But if you're going to be a bench warmer or if you're if you're going to be a an, an end of the roster player, being the third string quarterback is it. That's that's the rock star move. Mason Rudolph made three million dollars last year and never took a snap. And Mason Rudolph is probably going to make another million or so this year. I don't I don't know what the contract details are, but I'd be surprised if it's any less than a million. And the odds are decent that he might not take another snap again. I don't know, Brian, if, if you or I were given the opportunity to make four to five million bucks <laughs> to never have to actually, you know, produce yeah. at the thing that we're getting paid to do, I would just think that, hey, that's that's awesome. But that's one reason. But the other reason, of course, is good for Mason Rudolph. Good for Mason Rudolph to come back to Pittsburgh where he knows the system and where maybe he feels like he does have a chance to compete. So um, I'm happy for him on a couple of levels and crazy stuff has happened i am still in awe i still cannot believe the geno smith deal if you said you had a crystal ball and you told me that i would have said you were joking so the geno smith deal to me is amazing you never know mitch trubisky or mason rudolph could go ahead and luck into something like that i don't know if that would be good for the steelers but they could luck into that with another team yeah and it's Again, like we were talking about in the beginning of the show, it's so important to be to just have depth. And so the Steelers have depth at the quarterback position. The Steelers, if you look at the Steelers' three quarterbacks and then you start looking around the league at their overall quarterback rooms, obviously at the top, there are guys who are elite and Kenny Pickett's not in their atmosphere just yet. But when you look at the three guys that the Steelers have and you say like, hey, you know, if you have to play any of these three guys, do you feel comfortable? I think the answer is yes. And there aren't a whole lot of teams that can say that. If you had to play any any of your three guys, what would you be comfortable? Yeah, and that's a big thing. So, Kevin, it's time to get on out of here. Thank you so much. We will have another show coming up next week. Make sure you check out Kevin T. Smith on the call sheet. Great episode this week, KT, with David Stefano from Vikings First and Skull. Go ahead and check that out. You guys had great chemistry. It was a great show. Kevin has 
excellent guest every single week. So make sure you check out the call sheet wherever you find your favorite podcast on Fans First Sports Network. And also make sure you continue checking out Steel Curtain Network for all of your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. This has been Here We Go, the Steelers Show. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. This is Kevin Smith. Thank you so much. We want you to do one thing for us. Keep your feet on the ground. And keep reaching for those hypocycloids.